me on my own beginning here this week. We're going to get straight into the episode soon, but first up, what I wanted to say was that morality, bigger issue than we thought, really. Um, and I don't think we quite expected to record so much as we did last week. Uh, so we did this recording on Saturday, 30th of May, and what we found through doing the recording was actually it made more sense to split it into two recordings, uh, to two different episodes, um, rather than having a massive three hour long episode that I don't think we really wanted to cut up because it all felt as though it belonged together. There's definitely bits where we go off on tangents that we probably could have if we wanted to make something that was quite solid and just all pure fact, but that's not really how we do things. I wanted to be a bit jokey in this episode, we end up doing a pitch for a film. I talk about giants for some reason. I, there's all sorts of bits going on in here, but it's all good. And so it's quite nice as well. Um, but as well, starting off, we wanted to, as I mentioned, we recorded this on Saturday the 30th of May. At that time in the UK and in, in Oslo, we didn't quite have all the details and all the facts about what was happening in America at the time. And we do mention it during like, the episode, but the thing is that it, we didn't really know everything back then and we didn't really make too much of an acknowledgement of it. And that's what we wanted to try and rectify here. So what we've done in our show notes is we've put down two little links. One is a petition and like we just want even if um you're not sure about signing it or whatever just please go on to the petition it's through change.org um we're hoping that it gets somewhere we're hoping that it helps people out um i'm not going to say exactly what it is because i want you to click on it and read it and see what's there yeah and the other one is the minnesota freedom fund so this is a charity that's helping um protesters that have been sent to jail and sent to prison um wrongfully so just for protesting during this time and whether you believe in that or not like this is a charity that we feel should have a shout out and should be helped out so if we earn anything off of this podcast we'd be donating some of that to this charity um we don't we're doing it for all just for the lols but we're giving some of our own money to this charity and anyone out there who has got money that they can anything spare that they can give to this uh, this charity like a fiver whatever uh, please do if you don't if you don't have um don't have the funds available then maybe just broadcast it just send it out there just say this is a nice thing to do this is a nice place uh, to put that energy and maybe together we can we can just come together and it just be a bit nicer but that's my that's my two cents at the beginning of this. Uh, so we're just going to jump into the episode now. Hey, welcome to Not Dead, uh, your podcast guide to modern life. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about morality, uh, and Orpah's going to be leading that one. But first, Craig, where are we this week, buddy? Uh, well, you saying your eyesight wasn't doing too well, uh, you know. So we're we're just on a little road trip right now, going you know, towards Bernard Castle. Um, we've still got a few miles to go, but uh, I think I think I think we, we can we can get there. How's your eyes doing there, Cass? I mean, I 
I ran over two badges. One of them could have been a four-year-old kid, but I'm I'm doing good so far. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on the correct side of the road. Uh, heading up to Yeah, Barnett. it's yeah. We've we've got we've got more than thirty miles to go, but this is a really intense eye test because you can't exactly. Where else would one get? An I mean, eye Spec test? Savers is closed right now. Uh, all yeah, the opticians exactly. are closed, so, so this is the only logical... That's what I'm saying. Where else? Where else would one go to get an eye test? Yeah, so definitely this is the moral and correct thing to do in in a pandemic. Yeah, uh, although, yeah. you know, Ulfa's Ulfa's out there. Uh, where, where where would you drive? Like, where, where are you driving to? Because obviously Barnard Castle is the only place to drive to to get an eye test. I think that's the thing. Everyone where in Europe else? needs to drive yeah. to Barnard Castle. Yeah. Oh. It's a, it's a I, long I, I way to go, know. especially if you're over here in like Germany or uh, Poland or something. That's that's miles. So, for Ulfa's benefit, because I think you just said that you don't know where it is, uh, it's, near, no it's near Durham, which is in the north of England. Um, right. So... Oh, it's very pretty. Like, you should see it. Like, it's oh, yeah, really yeah, nice. yeah. It's, it's near a place called Teesdale. Um, right. I can imagine why some. Actually, I, I now really want to go to Barnard test. Castle. I know we're taking the piss out of this, but I really want to go there now. <laughs> it looks beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I'll add it to. very pretty. I'll add it to the list of places I need to go, like Canterbury Commons and uh, and all that jazz. I'm just gonna figure out how far. I'm using um, Google to figure out how far you'd have to go from Oslo to get there. So, oh, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking at like a, I'm looking at like a two-day road trip at least. Uh, it says 22 hours. Like, Pro yeah. yeah, you could, yeah. you could do that. I mean, like, you, we we've done the drive do, from you know, Oslo to um, to London. <laughs> it might have taken slightly longer than that, but <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing the roads are clearer, so that's good. I mean, guy, let, let's not do on turf again. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just no, no way, man. But yeah, so Barnard Castle from London, it's about a yep. three mile, uh, sorry, a three hour drive, three, well, three, four hour drive. Um, yep. how many, how many miles is that? Would it, would it, wouldn't it be better than to drop down to, maybe Rotterdam and take a ferry across to the north of Scotland and drive down. Oh, well, if you were going from where you are, yeah. But uh, So now yeah. I'm saying London, so it's 261 miles away from London, and uh, what Craig and I are referencing is the journey that Dominic Cummings made um, the day that Boris Johnson, uh, the Prime Minister of the UK, uh, contracted coronavirus and he drove up to Durham with his wife, his son, um, all of, um, his wife and him, I believe, ha had symptoms. They were symptomatic of COVID. Is that right, Craig? Okay. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, because obviously where, where, you know, you have, if you no. have symptoms, you're supposed yeah, to... Just, just to clarify... Is this Bojo's actual wife, or oh, is no. uh, so this wasn't <laughs> this wasn't this wasn't Boris? Oh, this was Dominic Cummings. So he's the oh, right, the yeah. aide to. So you may remember his greatest hits of uh, the Leave campaign for Brexit, 
and um, the and he's basically since since the successful lead campaign, he's been part of the Tory party pretty much since then, um, in one okay. way or other. Um, and he was also the archetype uh, architect of the lockdown laws, right? Which he then instantly broke as soon as he was meant to go into lockdown. Of course, because why Why should this law apply to him? He's one of the ruling class. He can do whatever that he wants. Yeah, which is fascinating because he's also one of these people in a Trumpian style where he tries to claim that he's one of the working people. He's he's one of the people. But I mean, one of, I think a lot of the... Ha- I mean, look at the way he dresses. He just wears casual clothes. He's definitely a norm. He dresses like a burk. Like, he looks like an <laughs> utter twat all the time. Not as bad as That's Trump. That's a disgrace to Burke. <laughs> um, I know, like, it, it, it's interesting, like, him and Trump and Farage and, all, and like, Boris and all, the, all these people who claim to be part of the, the normal everyday people, I think this just shows, like, the fact that he drove up to his father's estate after leaving his townhouse in London, it's like there, there's a lot of money that's coming out and that's just dripping off this guy. And but it's okay, you down the pub uh, that's just come out of your council estate and drinks in the Weatherspoons. Um, he's he's one of you. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel like anyone who drinks in a Weatherspoon is one of me. Oh no, no, but like what one of one of the he's he's part of that. He's not. He, he's not an elite and but I mean having the rules not apply to him and stuff I just think I, it's just so moral regardless of um, what you think of this I just I just think it's morally bankrupt yes yes it is it's very hypocritical definitely and I suppose that takes us nicely into your intro dude yes so our topic for today has to do with morality and not only is well morality and ethics are seem to be floating around code because both morality and ethics loosely have to do with distinguishing the difference between good and bad or right and wrong many people think of morality as something that's personally or normative whereas ethics is a standard of good and bad distinguished by a certain community or social setting. Um, We can argue that inherently every human being has a moral compass Mm -hmm. that tells you if an action is good or bad. Mm. Um, And then we have a lot of people arguing semantics because they say that uh, it's we shouldn't define it as morality. We should call it ethics. So there's a bit of a back and forth in this research that I've been doing. But on the whole, I think we can all agree that every person has a sense of, uh, to put it in layman's terms, right and wrong. Like there, there is just something inside of you that tells you, is this good or is this okay, bad? Okay, so you're saying like a natural law. Yeah. 
yes, which which is nurtured or neglected by your surroundings. Okay. So you can grow up being I don't want to say like you can grow up in any kind of a setting, be it, you know, upper class, middle class, lower class, what what have you, if if we want to use these terms. Mm-hmm. And depending on you know, and it really doesn't it really doesn't have so much to do with your setting. It has to do with, I think, the the people who are raising you. Like you are told from your parents that, you know, telling the truth is good. And yet your parents over Christmas time tell you that Santa Claus is real, that the Easter Bunny is real. And if they're educated, they will tell you the nice stories of Krampus. Hells yeah. And, you know, yeah, because, you know, we're in the Scandies and, well, I'm in the Scandies. And he is a very important fixture of our, of our Scandi life, especially over Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh it's worth dwelling into and for us to discuss especially now with everything that is happening in Minneapolis. Mm. Like I I honestly wanted to try and stay away from that topic. I was thinking like let's let's view this and we could do a separate episode, but this thing has escalated beyond any reasonable amount of anything. Mhm. Like this, this, this is not reasonable. This is not acceptable. This is just, this is, this is beyond. At least that's how I feel about it. I don't know how you guys feel on that subject. No, definitely. No, it's something that, it's something that needs to be addressed. Mm. It's that, it's that elephant yeah. standing over there in the, on the corner off, off screen. Yeah. Since we're doing this about America and then America pretty much just implodes mm. right in front of our eyes and yeah. in live stream. And it, it's it's pretty much turning into what all these gun nuts have been saying. But instead of coming for their guns, now you have armed police in the streets and mm-hmm. not only armed police, but are armed, potentially armed military police. Yeah. And entering the uh, the protests, and uh, I think I saw something this morning that they arrested a film crew, a lot yeah, of film crew, a uh, CNN. crew. Yeah, it was a CNN reporter and the rest of his crew. While uh, at the same time, there was you know this this sort of goes into like the whole racism argument that um, there was apparently a white reporter that was nearby that they did nothing to, mm. uh, but there was like there was little to no reason why they arrested this cnn reporter in the first place he was obviously again he's a reporter he's allowed to be there um they spoke with him they completely complied with what they were saying and then they still just arrested them anyway i've been yeah i've been looking at these um i've been looking at a lot of arrest videos and Mm. Like the the only thing that comes to mind is just small dick complex. Like as soon as someone challenges the police, they have to be all hoity-toity and you know demonstrate their authority mm-hmm. with with no regard. Like they, they, like 
I'm pretty sure that somewhere out there, there are going to be decent, upstanding police officers. Yeah. I, I mean, they've, they've got to be there somewhere. Not everyone is horrible, but at the exact same time, this does not look good. Like, ah, uh, this is this is just painful. Hmm. So we'll 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 circle back to that. I think uh, Minnesota is not going away as a state. It might, you know, hopefully. Um, but yeah, we can come back to this topic. So yes, morality. Um, so. I was raised in a, I guess you could say, fundamental Christian household. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, to be more precise, uh, I was raised Mormon or Latter-day Saint, as the the church likes to refer to themselves. And they, they they did make a push not too long ago where they wanted people to refer to them as Latter-day Saints or LDS and, and try and get away from this Mormon uh, nickname that has been ongoing for, I don't know, 50, 60, yeah, yeah. 100 plus yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to like definitely come into this, um, this era of trying to rebrand somehow, as funny or strangely as that sounds. Um, so being raised in that kind of a household, everything was centered around the church, like all the teachings, all the paradigms, all the examples of leading a good and virtuous life mm-hmm. was comes from um, basically uh, doctrine or, you know, Bible, uh, Book of Mormon, and uh, other church-related material, yeah, yeah. doctrine and covenants, uh, prolific price, and 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 so forth. So that that was my upbringing, and, and somehow being raised in Iceland, um, where the national church is is Lutheran. Uh, I somehow just assumed that, you know, everybody's childhood was pretty much the same mm. with, you know, people behaving in, in maybe not completely as extreme as, as my upbringing in t- terms of church, church going and, and prayer and all of mm. that. But to some extent, you know, people would be educated in religion and the Bible and so on and so forth. So it didn't never really occurred to me until I got into my teens and I met some friends who had been to church a handful of times and Mm -hmm. had no idea what the Bible consisted of. And these individuals still had a good sense of right and wrong. And it just kind of, it just made, you know, kind of made me think like how, if these kids weren't raised in a uh, strict Christian upbringing, you know, where, where does, where do their morals come from? And, you know, later in life, whenever I see um, Christians specifically, because they seem to have a monopoly on owning ethics and morality, because 
you know, how, how do you know, like, how do you not go around raping and killing people like that? that mm-hmm. Like there's no in between. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, and herein comes the, we all have, have a inner compass, an inner moral compass. Yeah. Or you know we have our own ethics within all of us. So um, were you guys like what were what was your upbringing like? Like did this were you raised religious, Christian, Hindu? Um, I, I'd say I was raised slightly hedonistic. <laughs> okay. Um, no, so I slightly. I. Like, I did go to church. Like, I don't, I mean, Craig, you could do some great counterpoints on this because this is just what my school did and what my upbringing was. But, like, mm-hmm. every, um, we had these things called assemblies. So that every morning, I think it was, I don't, I don't know, it was, like, years ago. So every morning we'd be, be in this big hall. We'd do, like, a forum-style thing where the head teacher would say, hey, school, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, we'd sing a hymn. So there was like, it wasn't going to church, but like that Christ, Christian ethics was, um, or morality, uh, morality was in there. Um, yeah. And uh, I, and each Christmas we'd go to do a choir service down at, um, down at the local church. So that would be the day, like no classes, like for the afternoon or morning or whatever it was we'd just be seeing yeah. things and maybe we'd get chocolates. I don't know. Um, but, but say like a lot of, a lot of what England, because England is a, is quite unquote a Christian country. Like that's the main religion. A yeah. lot of the holidays and festivals are based around Christianity. And, um, and as well, I, I was in say a youth movement. So I was in the scouts as a kid and they were based on, they were based in a church so once a month i'd go to um i'd do a church parade which basically meant i walked around with a flag for a bit sung some hymns and sat in the church for a while um but i i don't know i don't know i wouldn't say that i i wouldn't say that i'm religious or at any point have been religious like when i was a teenager i was um adamantly atheist i'd say that that's relaxed a bit more and i'm more towards agnosticism okay Mm -hmm. so how like when you were growing up like i wouldn't say what was the drive but like how how was the the teaching of this is good this is bad like what like in in like not enforcing but maybe you know trying to instill um for for lack of a better term a decent behavior from you like as you as you say yourself you were raised in a bit of a hedonistic <laughs> way well, yeah that um i don't know it was more just like it was more to do with just uh it was more to do with just the way in which I wanted to treat other people. I don't really feel like there was a teaching, I suppose. Like okay. maybe, maybe it was like, I I'm going to go down a little, I'm going to dip my toes into the philosophy route. 
And I, I feel like yep. a lot of it was kind of uh, contractism. So contractism is yeah. like the idea that we that we don't all have uh, we don't have ultimate freedom, and that we make these moral contracts, we make these boundaries, and so you kind of without even knowing it, you do that when you're a kid, because you go to school. Yeah. And you create a contract with your teacher who says, these right. are the rules. Don't, don't pull people's hair. Like I've got a lot of hair, so don't pull my hair. Um, yeah. I, and like, don't, don't cheat. Don't do these, like a lots of don'ts and it's like, be kind and things like that. So being a kid, like you don't quite have your autonomy yet. You don't have like, yeah. your, so it doesn't quite fit into contractism because you need to be an autonomous, self-actualizing person to agree to contractism. But you're kind of getting set up into this mindset of we limit yeah. certain freedoms for uh, so that we can all live in a society together. So I suppose like that's probably where a lot of it came from. Like, whereas the Christian Christian root of um, moral philosophy is this. Uh, divine command theory so divine right it's commanded by god yeah. god has said this thing therefore that is what is morally correct yes mm -hmm. which is still interesting because as most people could be aware of the bible wasn't written until almost 300 years after the death of christ or in and around mm. that time so in 300 in 300 something the council of nicaea came together and they decided what was going to be in the bible like they constructed this book and it wasn't until was it the sixth century and I, and I and i'm not really sure if that means in 600 or 500 something is when uh, a catholic uh can't remember if he was a cardinal or a pope but someone in the in the um, the Catholic Church came out with the seven deadly sins or the mm. seven vices, basically. And uh, people who were found to have any of these vices were were deemed uh, immoral. Mm. So, yeah. Well, the, there's also a later version of the Bible, which is probably the most popular, um, and so right widely read, which is the King James Bible. Yes, which is widely regardless as the most correct. Yeah, which was written in 1611. Um, and that was brought together by a council of King James. Um, so the first, um, King James I of England, uh, well, the UK. Yeah. So he was the one who brought the UK together. Um, and he wrote this by, he had his... Um, his figures, uh, so his religious figures write this Bible. Part of that is because it, uh, before that time, it was in, it was written in Latin. So yes. the majority, mm -hmm. so <laughs> you got these amazing stories of like pre King James Bible, these uh, vicars who they were meant to have gone off and studied Latin, but they couldn't read or speak Latin. So they'd just stand up on the pew and they just make up all this nonsense, like uh, ekamea, frolo, it's like all these words that sound Latin-esque and then tell yeah. the people what that means. So they couldn't actually read the Bible. 
So, oh, which is fantastic. So that meant that you had all these different things going on in different churches. So having yeah. a, a Bible that was written in the language of the time meant that the working class who could read, like the serfs who were educated enough to read, could read it. And so yeah. everyone was reading it. So, but like that Bible, like, uh, come at me is kind is propaganda. It was it was just King yep. James propaganda, essentially, uh, essentially. So it was all written to his moral laws. Are you yeah. telling me hashtag fake news existed back then? <laughs> I mean, I think the the concept of real news and fact is very <laughs> is a modern phenomenon. Yeah, huh? <laughs> like we've been living in the fake well, times longer than we've been living in the real. That's true. That's true. Now that's that's true. Now that oh! is true. That is not hashtag. Just throwing <laughs> facts out there. Pop, pop. So I was surprised, Alpha, when you said you were raised uh, Mormon. I I thought that was kind of a joke when you originally said it, like in in a um, little chat. Cause yeah. Just because like it's it's not like the most well known religion outside of um outside of America. And I imagine most people only know about Mormonism due to that musical. Mm. In, or, in popular or the, culture. In popular culture or the TV show Big Love. Mm -hmm. That was apparently um, a polygamist show that dealt with quote-unquote Mormons. Mm. Oh, okay. But, but um, so just to set the record straight, polygamy is not and has not been allowed in the Mormon church. It was extenuating circumstances that drove them to, uh, to polygamy. And mm -hmm. as soon as that, those extenuating circumstances ended, um, the, so did the polygamy. And uh, today, uh, Utah has a very, they're in a bit of a bind. So Utah is very lax on, uh, well, not lax, but they're very, they're very pro-religious choice. Mm -hmm. And you can't be persecuted for your religion inside of, inside of Utah. Right. Okay. And, but at, at the same time, uh, polygamy is a federal offense. Like it is not recognized as a, as a, as a way of life in the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are a lot, lot of polygamist uh, compounds in Utah. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the legislators, they can't do anything about it. The, the church whose main base is in Utah has said that anyone found practicing polygamy will be excommunicated from the church, which is the, like that is the highest punishment the church can put on you is excommunicate mm. you. Mm -hmm. um, but as soon as, and, and sadly, this has been the reality of many of these compounds that uh, underage girls are married to grown as men. And there is reports of abuse, both, uh, well, physical, mental, and sexual and as mm. soon as a child, for all intents and purposes, escapes from the compound and is able to notify the police, they go in there, like they bust open the compounds and arrest people and do a thorough investigation. So 
I like I was told, and I don't know how true this is. Um, I guess I can go and fact check this later on the web. Uh, but for people who live in Utah, they've told me that there is a monitoring system of all the compounds. They are aware of them, and they are like there are law enforcement people who just sit and are watching and monitoring these compounds waiting to have a have an excuse to bust go in there and bust them up yeah so so yeah that's um that's life that's a little bit of life in utah i mean we could go mm. deeper into that because i can imagine that like some of these so not just like established religions or like quote-unquote established religions but yeah if you were to be a cult so if you were to have a small it's like you started up a new religion so you yeah. could just create your moral code a uh, code sorry um <clears throat> so yeah. i i worship x deity these are the tenants that this is based on you just write some yep. religious doctrines around that and then suddenly yep. it becomes like this um because i mean it, i mean correct, correct me if i'm wrong but that's kind of where some of mormonism came from wasn't it of like so joseph smith found the tablets in yes uh, in america but J Joseph Smith as a character was an interesting guy before the founding of Mormonism. Um, yes, yes, he was. He had a very so, yeah. He had a way. So, like, from from what I understand of him, he he kind of he faked finding Indian burial grounds. Like, it, so this is one of the things of like at the time there was. I can't remember where in America he was based in, but uh, New York. Yeah. So when he, um, the far site, so it was kind of in the depression. So farms weren't doing that great. And when, um, when he was going around, like as a way of entertainment, basically, he'd just sort of like go onto these uh, people's land and say, Oh, I'm feeling the energies here that there's something beneath the surface and sometimes he'd go to a farmer's land beforehand and bury something so that they'd find something or at least that's some that's what i heard that's what i read about this what i mean this guy this yeah. happens like eight it's like over 100 years ago so take everything with a pinch of salt yeah um so there is evidence that Joseph Smith before his life as a prophet of a of a uh, of a Christian church was for lack of uh, for like but fairly accurately was a charlatan mm. so yeah that it that is actually a that is actually a thing um which is funny because as much as we were taught about this uh prophet of the church um trying to clause back on track with you know with this segue of of, of Mormonism mm -hmm. um, and uh, Sam you talking about how your schooling was uh, had, a, had had religious 
threads yeah. through it. Uh, Craig, are you? Uh, can we assume that you were the normal one? <laughs> uh, oh, hang on. I think my stupid camera has crashed again. Ugh. Oh, did it overheat? Uh, probably. Yeah, don't worry, man. I kind of like how it's frozen. I'm... Yeah. There you go. No, uh... no big stupid face. Um, I was just going to say, um, it's very, very similar to Cass's, I would suppose. Uh, there was, there is that sort of. We wouldn't. I don't remember singing hymns again. We're going back. I'm an old man at this point, so trying to yeah. remember back to last week, let alone like 30 years, is is difficult for for my stupid brain. But um, I do remember like there's there was definitely Christian sort of teachings. Old guests, not even if, not even if they were explicit, like you know, do uh, you have to do your hymns and Bible readings and whatnot? But there was definitely that, um, you know, sort of approach. I remember, like, going to church and whatnot. Well, my mum is sort of Christian. She's not the most hardcore Christian or anything like that. Uh, my dad, I don't believe, has any religious values. I, I self-identify as an atheist. But growing up, um, I don't I don't really remember there being, like, like similar to Cassie's experience. I don't remember there being, like hymns and like that mm. probably there probably were like the whole time around christmas and singing those sorts of things and the sort of the teachings of uh when it comes to morality is the 10 commandments you know uh yeah. i've got you know, i've got them up somewhere here mm. somewhere uh, you know yeah. 10 commandments uh do not have any gods before me do not mm. make yourself uh, a graven image do not take the name of the lord uh in vain remember the sabbath yep. day keep it holy honor your father and mother do not kill do not commit adultery do not steal do not bear false witness against your neighbor do not cover your way with neighbor's wife and possessions uh you know maybe a couple of those don't really apply to when you're a kid uh but you know yep. typically when you're a kid you're taught yeah, killing is bad stealing is bad yes. uh yes telling the truth is shall set mm. you free and all this sorts of sorts of stuff. Uh, so even if you're not growing up in a Christian, like in a Christian household going to church, those Christian morals, I still think, especially in a country like England, mm. still manage to find their way into society, regardless uh, of where, where you're, where you're taught. Yeah. Yeah, because because it is well, I imagine I don't know the the numbers of of Christians. I don't have them in front of me, but uh, growing up in the nineties, it definitely felt like uh, Christianity is is the biggest religion here. I would imagine. Yeah, and I mean, like for me as well, like I felt especially at the time, I felt like America. For me, looking at America, I felt like it was just constant Christianity, and it was mainly because things like The Simpsons. Uh, the yeah. Simpsons had uh, Reverend Lovejoy, and they. I remember, like, especially yeah, growing up, yeah, they yeah. had. They always made a big thing about going to church, and even though, even though, like, <laughs> Homer Simpson did not keep to uh, what would be Christian morality in the way that I saw it, or like, because uh, he was sloven, he was sloth-like, he was greed, uh, greed, and so forth. They always made a big thing about him being 
being a Christian or like going to church and stuff. And I always found that really weird as like, well, you have to, you have to remember again, this is, this is also America in like the late eighties and nineties, again, America, a very Christian country. And they would have episodes where uh, very, very early on, they sort of steered away from this because, you know, the whole thing about the Simpsons is that it was your average American household. Mm. And at the time, your average American household, probably again if they're if they're white probably very christian right so um they'd had lots of early episodes in the first one and two seasons that had all those implications around doing the moral thing according to the bible mm. so, you know and and we've spoken about this before where it's just like is it really moral to do something because if you're not doing the quote-unquote right thing you're being punished and your punishment would be yeah. to go to hell. So are you doing it to be good? Are you doing it to get a reward? Because, you know, in the Simpsons there, you know, uh, there's an episode early on where Homer steals cable and that gives Lisa, uh, you know, a moral conjunction because the Bible says to honor thy father and mother, mm. whereas yeah. one of it is also thou shalt not steal. So what she has a moral quandary around that as growing up as a Christian, but then she convinces Homer that, uh, you know, to do, to do eventually do the right thing around not stealing. Mm. But she has that moral quandary around going against what her father tells her to do because the Bible tells her, that she they, that she needs to respect what her mother and father say. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there also the one where he um he eats fugu the uh, the blowfish and thinks he's going to die, so he turns to the Bible. Yeah, yeah, there is. He he reads like the Bible one night, and oh, then yeah. he's got it like in his lap because uh, Marge goes to him. I believe this is the case. I think Marge goes to him thinking he's dead, and I think he has he has warm uh, the Bible. Yeah, yeah, he has warm draw, but I think he has like the Bible or something in his yeah. hands. Yeah. So yeah, the Bible, um, especially like we we see that a lot, I think, in society is that people, when faced with a moral quandary, uh, often turn to the Bible, even if they're not religious. Like there are people that have turned to religion out of fear, in a way, like. If if they feel like death is coming up, then yeah, they will but, turn but death's not to really, the Bible, and then yeah. it's it's not so much a moral quandary, but it's like when there's um, strife. Well, if you if you think about like what did I do in my life? Did I do the right thing? Yeah, and then you're this, yeah. you, then you've got this list of like, oh, I I you know I did this, I did this, and then that's why people go to mm. uh, church, right? To to. Uh, what is it? Their sins? Um, forgiveness? Yeah, yeah. Repent? Yeah. yeah. There's like a specific word and it's not coming to me. Uh, confession? Yeah. That's exactly. the Catholic. Yeah. That's that's what Catholics do. Yeah. Um, Mormons uh, do not have, like they, they don't have a system like that, but <laughs> there is, there is, there is still, um, like the admission of sin mm. and and all of that, but yeah, I I think in the Protestants, um, they they've got a similar thing as well, it, but it's not it's not like the Catholics, um, but it's more of like you you say you say these words and it's like 
please forgive me for I have father for I have sinned and blah 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 but you're doing it on mass so you're not actually saying mm-hmm. what you've yeah. done so it could be like each week you go in and like you're you're wiping off the the blood from your hands of the guy <laughs> that you just killed and like papa done a bad bad. sorry mate not gonna do it again maybe come back next week who knows he had a brother (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that is that is like people people say you know they they kill in the name of their their lord and god or whatever whereas and if you look at the people keep people can interpret certain things the way they want right yeah and and i mean uh, as well like going into this like we're not even just interpreting but that idea of the confession um catholic uh, so italian gangsters uh, in say old school new york older than catholic Mm -hmm. a very religious community catholic would would go to church and and ask for forgiveness from their father, like the the priest. Yeah. And yeah. So it's like <laughs> just a very strange concept, and like this this sort of. So I mentioned about like a divine command theory. This this just sort of like criticizes it so so much because it's all if it's down to interpretation of what you see as as your interpretation of the bible then can you or your ex-religious text how can you say that this is a moral guide like we've mentioned several branches of christianity alone here there's multiple branches Mm. of christianity can you say that that gives you a concrete moral guide towards life um islam there's three main strands of islam um Buddhism, there are several different strands. Uh, pretty much mm-hmm. all religions have different strands that fit the fit with the ideologies of the people who want to fit those different strands. So you can't mm-hmm. say that there's this one text. And I mean, like, we even mentioned several different um, Christian texts. So how, which one do you choose? Mm-hmm. Well, and discussing that my and and i don't even know how how to like honestly how to how to word this properly Mm. but if you read the bible now i'm i'm just going off what you boys have said earlier in this in this in this chat that uh or in this podcast that you know you have some religious upbringing like a little Mm. bit like Mm -hmm. Maybe not a whole lot, but a little bit. So, and you, so you've been introduced to the Bible, and yeah. like the the uh, what's it called? The crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What what does that symbolize? It symbolizes the fulfillment of the old testament yeah right so Mm -hmm. g by jesus christ being crucified slash sacrificed and then uh being resurrected he fulfills the old testament and paves the way for 
uh, redemption and uh, forgiveness of sin. Like that's the whole crux of Easter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Bear with me now. <laughs> doesn't that mean doesn't that mean that the Old Testament is uh, arbitrary or null and void if Jesus Christ has fulfilled that part of it by because in the Old Testament you were unable to get forgiveness for your sins. There was no uh, redemption. Yeah, definitely. So like, I, I've heard this before, and I think you and I, when we lived together, I think we spoke about this as well. Of like, so by Jesus, um, by the sacrifice of Jesus, that means that the prophecy is fulfilled. Old Testament is yep. that's wrapped up, and so it's the teachings of Jesus that go on yes. into the new the new world. Um, that comes yes. afterwards, but and I think if I'm right in thinking the the only real guidance that Jesus gave was eat a crap ton of fish and bread and love each other. Um, for 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 in a certain way, yes, that that can be construed from like from a certain point of view, yes, yes, but. But even though that's the that is the takeaway, and that's um, a an interpretation of the Bible, if yeah. other people, so uh, looking at people, uh, so the Jewish um, faith, uh, so yeah, Judeo Christians, they don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They believe that he was a prophet. Okay. They see him as right. an important man in part of. I mean, some. Some would say he doesn't exist. Others might would say that he was an important prophet, but he was not the Messiah, and we're still waiting for that coming. So they're living in, uh, so they're reading the Quran, uh, not the Quran, sorry, the, uh, I can't remember what the religious, the Torah. Torah, there we go, thank you. They're reading the Torah, which is um, a, a version of the Old Testament in a way. And yep. So that that there's a division there. So is that still who's who's morally right based on their books there? Okay. Well, who's morally right? If, I mean, if, again, if this we're going into, by divine command theory. Yeah. Then, for them, because they do not accept um, Jesus Christ's sacrifice they would they would be beholden to the the old mm. testament so and but if they if they accept jesus christ and they have a system of forgiveness which i don't really see if if jesus christ was only a prophet and not the messiah mm -hmm. then his easter escapades are null and void. Escapades is probably the, <laughs> that's such an understatement for for going out on a Friday night, getting hammered, and turning up three days later. I mean, guy. So um, so yeah, uh, like, but if like looking at it, like if if we're if we're gonna go off of that, you know, Jesus Christ did not fulfill the old testament then the old testament must be must be 
um, must be in effect. And that means that the majority of all Christian religion is Judo-Christianism. Because everybody keeps holding on to, don't get me wrong, mm. the, the simple fact that the that Ten Commandments are a great way to build a society. Yeah. They're, they're, they're great for this is a society that I want to live in. Definitely. Absolutely. No question about it. I, I much rather have, you know, a set set of rules yeah. and the foundations of which work fine with the Ten Commandments. Okay. Now, let's, 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 we can polish them down to five. Don't steal, don't lie, don't kill, don't rape. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, honor thy father and thy mother. Yeah. I mean, just, you yeah. know, be respectful. And I mean, we could add the sixth about, you know, having, keeping the Sabbath holy. So people get at least one mm -hmm. day off from work instead of, you know, being sl sl slaved out yeah. in, uh, in free market <laughs> capitalism. Mm -hmm. Um, this, this is all well and good, but at the same time, the important bits of love one another that, uh, that Jesus and love thyself important and love thyself. Yep. Daily, <laughs> sometimes multiple times. It's important to do. Thanks, Greg. It's healthy. Yeah, keeps your blood pressure down and helps you sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> we're going back again, to Italian VPN. Again, uh, we're not doctors. Consult your doctor, but or you know, maybe research don't. You stuff. You might not need to tell your doctor about that. Like, just, just have fun. Excuse me, doctor. I find that I love myself too much. <laughs> or not enough. Could you help? <laughs> I mean. Uh, there, there, there will be there will be ample evidence online. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> yes, please. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think it's important for us to to now that we've discussed the 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 big like the introduction of morality and well, like Christian, where it comes. Uh, so well, I mean how. Sure. I mean, or, you know, we're, I, I, I felt we were giving an introduction into, you know, how, how morality is portrayed in today's uh, I mean, society. That's, that's just the Christian take, though, because like, there's, there's all sorts of other philosophies and I, theories I'll, about morality. I'll say, um, like, this is, this is uh, our, our religious take on morality okay. is the Christian version of it. Um, but at the same time, I think it's important to. Of course, we 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 acknowledge other religions have have their have their sense of. Okay, but do you need religion to be moral? No, absolutely not. And that's that's what I tried to try to discuss at the beginning of this in, uh, of this topic is saying that um, nurture nature is is a very big and a very important. Mm. Uh, part of of ethics and morality like what what are you raised in are you raised in um, a household that cares about the individuals and you know its community or are you raised in a very self-centered environment mm -hmm. so 
<coughs> you can't. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna you, you I'm gonna throw something in here, man. It. I'm gonna throw something okay. in here. Um, yeah. Can you be self-centered and still be morally just? Of course. So. Of course. I mean, so that that that's the thing there. Like you can. You're just the, we're just talking about diff, in that we're just talking about different priorities of morality. So. Uh, are we say, are we saying that there there is one moral rule, or are we saying that there's multiple moral rules? I think, like, and this is me personally, and and, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a professor in ethics. Wait, you're not. <laughs> well, jockey, God damn it! I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we we've just wasted wasted our lives here thinking I was some sort of authority on um, on this, but. Uh, of course, there are there are instances where you have to be, uh, for lack of a better word, selfish. Mm-hmm. There are there are times that absolutely a hundred percent require you to think of yourself before thinking of others. Absolutely, there 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 are times. And um, your question, one Sam, is it possible to be uh, was it selfish and morally morally justified? Yeah, that yeah. Think, Sorry. Yeah. Is that is that so? Yeah. In in your view, is that something that you can see? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. When the other person is, you know, is literally being unreasonable or um, detrimental to you, your mental health, um, like. There's definitely there's definitely a time and a place to to um, to take care of oneself, as we said, love yourself and love others. Mm-hmm. So yes, there is a time to be selfless, and yes, there is a time to to be protective of oneself. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm trying to think of. Um, I'm trying to think of a a, a, a a scenario, but I'm pretty sure people can, you know, look at and think of scenarios by themselves. I mean, if you guys want to ch- chime in here with any kind of paradigms or or you know suggestions or questions of of the sort, what, please. It's do. like a time time when you could do so when uh, being selfish is more than just. Cool. Yes. Oh, so, quote unquote selfish. Um, I, yes, quote unquote selfish. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel it. Like I. Uh, I'm gonna talk. Of, I'm gonna give you like a, a hypothetical, which is based in game okay. theory. So. Okay. All right. So there's two of you. So this works out well. Okay. Yeah. You two. You've robbed a bank. Yeah, me. Like okay. you've been you've been caught robbing a bank, but they don't yeah. have enough evidence to convict you properly. Like you just leave with a slap on the wrist. So what they okay. what the, you're in two separate cells. Um, you can't hear each other. Can't can't speak to each other. And both of you are being. It's like so they're gonna they're gonna say. Like, 
ask you both for like to rat out the other one to be like, okay, mm-hmm. you right, insert yeah. name here. If you give uh, if you give us evidence on the other one, then you will you will have zero. You will have to do zero days in prison. You are out of jail. So you're I'm, gone. I'm six nine. We're we're both six nine in this situation, are we? I don't get the reference, but yes. <laughs> He's the rapper. We've, oh fuck, like, man! Oh out god, that people. piece of shit. He ratted out like a million people yeah. to get his. Yeah, like, on this time, you only need to rap sentence. one person. You don't need to go on like your whole rap sheet, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if if you so Craig, if you were to rat out all for or all for you rat out Craig, yeah. you do zero days. However, that other person does three years. And then if you both rat on the other person, you both do two years. Mm-hmm. And you both uh, and you both can write it out, write it out your friend. So if ni- which means that if Yeah, I I get what you're saying. So basically if I say I'm the one who did it to clear Alpha then I would get three years. He would oh, get no, 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 no. time. Or you're, 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 you're not confessing. There's no confession here. Yeah. Like confessions off the table because basically you could go free. You could go. Yeah. You could go absolutely free. But if you were to say all, for, but that's all for did it, then he gets three. Yeah. He gets three years, and you get none. But that, but that's 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 a choice though, right? You, I could say that as as because I could think what I. Say like let's let's have a scenario where I don't have anything to I could feel I don't have anything to live for. Alpha's got a family and kids. I've got nothing. I'm just a drug drug head that's on the streets okay. that wanted to do this job. Are, are, are you a drug I head on the street? Alpha. <laughs> I could be. Okay. In this scenario that we're creating, because uh, I doubt Alpha and I would be in in our day to day lives. I very much doubt that Alpha and I. Are the type of people that would go in and rob a bank. You are playing a We've... character, Craig. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm creating. This but why character. are you now a method? Somehow this character, this character can't Not say all that I did it. rob banks. No, you don't have to be a method to rob someone. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. But 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 you're saying I can't say I did it. I mean, like no, there is no, there is no self-sacrifice. In, yeah, in this, that's that's what you're yeah, saying. I can't in so this in scenario. This, in, you're this saying... jar, in this spell jar, scenario, there's like the option of um, so like the two two possible. If if your aim is freedom, so I'm making an assumption that you want to be yeah. free, uh, that you do, that you're not choosing to go in jail. Like you could you could by all means choose, but that means that. Probably what would happen is that if you were to confess and then Alpha was to confess, because you don't know what's happening in yeah, the other exactly, cell. Exactly. So that would mean both of you get three years then, which which would be all so like whatever. So that would be the what that would be a worse scenario, or may, maybe you both get two years still. Like what what would be the what would be the best the best thing for you both to do in this situation would be neither of you confess and then that means mm. that you both get zero zero days in in prison yeah so it's just literally saying nothing yeah but then yeah so but then that's that's the thing with with this of you don't you don't know what the other person is going to do 
Mm -hmm. Well, for for my parts, the um, the premise is a bit flawed. Okay. Because as a somewhat moral person of decency, robbing a bank is, of course, I mean that that's a wrong act, and we've done something morally apprehensible mm -hmm. in the in the beginning. Yeah, so so, I mean, so if, if if that's the case, we're already morally like bad people. Okay. So yeah. our morals would likely be out the window anyway. Yeah. So yeah, but given the fact that we're still to some extent moral people, mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I wouldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. I would just be like, yeah, whatever. Like they 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 got us. They've got very little evidence. I'd roll my dice with not saying anything. Yeah, if they, if if we know they have very little evidence against us, then then I think both parties would be. Well, I feel that we would both be. Uh, okay. Not knowledgeable enough to. I I don't even think that would even come down to morals. Just be like. Okay, Fair enough. Okay. All right. Keep your, just keep your mouth shut. Okay. Yeah. We would probably come up with this, like if shit goes down, Alpha, just keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> and then Alpha was that, that's, like that. that's like the cardinal that's rule one, of everything. Yeah. Look, yeah, look, just keep your fucking mouth shut. Look, you never admit to anything that hasn't been caught on video mm -hmm. or audio tape. You don't admit to anything. If they weren't there, fuck mm -hmm. them. Like rule, fuck. like this. This is this is basic one hundred and one. Okay. Like you yeah. do not admit to anything. You do not <laughs> offer up any evidence against your person that you know that they're fishing for you just sit there you have a lawyer present mm -hmm. and you shut up mm -hmm. that's that's so. their that's their job yeah they have to prove yeah, your guilt yeah huh? you they have to prove your guilt okay fair enough. I, okay so going back to christianity for a second i've got two yep. arguments from plato uh, okay that are sort of two. Uh, that's what he kind. So, when Plato was talking about um, gods and deities, remember he's not talking about the Christian gods in this one. He's not talking about the Christian god or like um, religions as we see them now. He's talking about Greek gods because philosophy prior to Plato changing the rule book was based on everything was to do with the gods. So he was, mm -hmm. when he yep. was doing this, he was basically blowing people's minds, changing everyone's worldview. Um, so the first one is, are right actions right because God commands them? So that's that's the first thing that you need to think about in this. Like, just because um, your God has commanded something, does that automatically make it correct? No. Okay. And then the second one is, are right actions commanded by God because they are right? One more time. Are right actions commanded by God because they are right? So what he's, what he's basically getting at here is that the action, so if... If your deity makes a choice, makes an action of this is what we're going to do, 
is it based yeah. on a philosophy or a theory that is making is making that decision decision right so the onus of the correctness of the decision is not the deity it is this external theory this external force that is making it so possibly but the athenian uh, the, the greek gods were fallible just like the scandi gods they yeah this that's actually the that's actually something I was going to say. It's just like the whole thing is that they had these huge flaws. But that, but that's, the, but this is that that's a fan. Like, yeah, all all, the, all these gods did have these flaws. They were more humanistic in a in a sense than um, yes. than because um, God God as he stands in the Christian religion is uh, omnipotent and he's this perfect being, or they are this yes. perfect being. Um, but if we're but by this question, are right actions commanded by God because they are right? It means that if if that is so, if that is true, then that means that God is working on a moral principle and a moral theory. Mm -hmm. And so Plato would argue that rather than following God's theories, uh, God's commandments, because of this is what God says, we should be focused more on figuring out the moral principle, not on the yeah. words that are said. Exactly. Now, coming back to that, um, the Greek mythos have a lot of questionable deity, mm -hmm. right? Now, I don't know all of them. Like, I know Helios, for example. I don't know any of his exploits, yeah. but I know who he is, like, but like, and. Um, just similarly to uh, Norse mythology, you have Zeus, like Odin, the All-Father, yeah. like generally the greatest god, right? Mm -hmm. But even if you're a follower of Zeus, and Zeus comes down and says, mortal, obey my word, blah, 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 and he commands you to do something, this guy cheated on his wife how many times? Yeah, but th this like, is... How, how immoral? <laughs> but yeah? this is the beauty of this argument, that it doesn't it doesn't. It doesn't um, so it mean that it has to be one religion or another religion because it still it still stands. You could take this and you could take uh, Mormonism, Catholicism, yeah. Islam, um, yeah. Hinduism. Yeah. You could take and Buddhism. You could say well, Buddhism. You doesn't can take have, all the isms. All the isms. Every ism. And yes. Every ism. Well, no, every ology. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. you could um and you could place it in there so you could ask um are the we're saying that the actions by x religious text is correct because it has been done uh, it has been made by this person but well, is it then 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 we have to then we have to go come back to the the difference of for example um Christianism, Judaism, and um, and uh, Islam mm -hmm. is they believe that their God is perfect and infallible. Mm -hmm. Whilst as the heathen religions, air quotes, if you like, of of the Greeks and the Nords, their gods were 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 fallible. So coming back to that, but still there still are it stands. It stands even if you're saying that your God is infallible, infallible, like. No, because that and that, that that's what I'm saying is 
in the Old Testament and even in the Book of Mormon, there are stories where God condones death. Yeah. Like God comes down, like the, the paradigm where he says, tells um, Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. Mm -hmm. He stops it. Fair enough. He does stop it. But there is a time and it was like testing his faith. But at the same time, really though? Uh, Back when God was acting Christian. Christian God sure does love to test. Yeah, he does, yeah. Imagine if, like, testing, it was all testing a prank. Their faith. Like, I reckon he just did a load, bunch of pranks. So there was, like, that time when Noah built the ark, and he was like, oh, mate, I didn't think he'd actually do it. I'm going to have to kill everyone. <laughs> I just got I'm going to have to flood now. Oh, why would you make me do this? The unicorns! You didn't grab the unicorns! I, they were my favorite. I mean, yeah, there, there is that. There is that. But at the same time, um, like arguing this, I, I, I understand where you're going. And if, if we go off of the principle, uh, whatever God says is correct and just, you know, does does that action make it so? But then what, what do you call the Crusades? Well, I... I, I this is a totally different like episode. Look, just because you're English, just because you're English a... and you're digging a hole. No, I'm okay? not digging a hole. No one is defending the Crusades. <laughs> no one in their right mind. Like, if anyone listening to this, hang on, I'm gonna go on the internet, you guys. I think I'll find someone who can defend there, the there uh, are Crusades people who for will us. Probably defend the Crusades, but like, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my favorite of the Crusades, the Third Crusade. Okay. Because they're why do you have a favorite crusade? How is that? It's incredible how they so if we're saying that this was a commandment by God, so yes, the crusade. I can't remember, like, I, I, I'm, I'm only going to give you a play by play, I can't remember like dates and times. I, I just remember like the footnotes to this. Pope, okay, Pope was like, G Man said, we got to go kill some, is that and then like the general was like, yeah, bruv went out but they didn't have the money for the boats they didn't have the money for like the boats and the weaponry and stuff like they just had their soldiers and stuff and like obviously they ne they still needed their people to carry their ship for them and stuff like that so they were paying a bunch of people yep a this guy so to get to make the money this guy this guy was like Dude, I will totally like bankroll your crusade if you give us a hand sacking this city that we need. And like back in those days, everything was city states and information wasn't as freely available as it is now. So this yeah. So the German was like, Hey man, like I don't need to know why I'm getting the money, I just want the money. So So the German was hunt was going up. Who was at, who was bankrolling the German? No one mentioned Germans. I said general. Oh, general. Sorry. I, I, yeah, Ger Germany wasn't even a country at this time. Germany didn't exist. Um, okay. Come at me, Germany. Oh, you've upset all of our German <laughs> listeners. <laughs> all 3% of our listenership. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, why do I remember that? Uh, so he, so like this general, like got in the boat. And he went and he sacked Constantinople. 
uh, which yeah. is now Istanbul. Istanbul, but, um, yeah. Constantinople. The guy that was bankrolling him uh, followed Islam. Yeah. So he he was a Muslim uh, Muslim guy who wanted that city, and Constantinople at that time, unbeknownst to this general, was the jewel of the Christian Empire. So you had Christians fighting Christians. Yeah. So no, not only did you have Christians fighting Christians, you had Christians ransacking the uh, on a so Christians on a crusade, a crusade, a holy war, ransacking the jewel of the Christian empire so that they could hand it over to a Muslim leader. Yep. Which is, if you just think about it, brilliant, because it just shows how ridiculous these crusades were. Having learned about this, Pope does the only thing that he can think of, excommunicates the entire army that is part of this crusade because they are now enemies of God. They are enemies of, uh, of Catholicism. They, they shouldn't be, yeah. obviously like this army who believe themselves to be on a holy righteous crusade, getting a bit of a tiz yeah. because they're like, oh, we, we just got excommunicated. We done a bad, we done a big bad. So they basically yeah. go off and they're like, we got to make things right. We got to do this. We got to do this for our boy, our boy God. Yeah, in that in that voice, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Definitely. So they're like pump, and they're going around, and they're like ransacking places in their own, being like, "But Christianity!" They're raiding more Christian oh. countries, more Christian cities. They're just like doing so, and they're creating like all this chaos in an area that makes a power vacuum, which then destabilizes. So this is basically, so this is basically America back in the Crusades. Yeah, like it. it Essentially, yeah, like people with all of the gusto, all of the um, religious fervor, but no real thought or <laughs> being taken about what they're doing. And that is why the Third Crusade and the Final Crusade is my favorite crusade. Oh, I mean, yeah, if, it's, if it is the Final Crusade, I think it's like the... I think that's the good bit of it. I mean, you could probably yeah, you don't want you don't want that second one. That's just filler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was um like they really brought it home at the end of that trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I think sh we should really make a movie about this. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, we can barely string a podcast together. I don't know if we're gonna <laughs> get a film out. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, D.B. Weiss and the other guy from Game of Thrones are not doing anything at the moment. They shouldn't be. Yeah, I was going to say, and... don't put them near anything ever again, thanks. <laughs> all right. I mean, we can have Michael Bay as director. I mean, what could that's possibly go wrong? Need, like explosions and a bunch of flags. That's, that's all this needs. Constantinople. Can we get weather I mean... on this? I mean, weather have that good uh, army technology from Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like they, we could get you know a bunch of how how many people fought in the Crusades? Do we, do we have a number? Um, to your million? knowledge, Cass? You could no, probably not millions. Like probably thousands. Like it wouldn't. Oh, there we go. Easy, easy. Yeah. Where they had that technology twenty years ago, where there was twenty thousand orcs and humans on screen at one time. So we could definitely make a Crusades movie. Yeah. We, and then we yeah. could pub uh, no uh we get um 
Oh, what's his name? We don't get Michael Bay. We get um, Mel Gibson to direct it. Ooh. <laughs> he does love a Christian text. Oh, that still stings. <laughs> Was he? Did, wait, what was? Did he do that Noah movie? No, he did the Passion movie? of the Christ. He did the Passion of the Christ. That's right. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. of. Uh, is it Crow who did the Noah? Yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. I don't know who directed that though, but he was in that. Uh, Ray Winston was in that movie as well. But okay, so we're going back to biblical. That's you know the biblical age of Noah. Yeah. Ray yep. Winston is in this movie doing an East London like accent like his modern day accent that ray winston speaks in and he's like oi noah i've got a bit of a beef with you in it gov and that is honestly that i'm not even taking the piss okay i'm taking the piss a bit with like what he says but that is how he talks in that movie because he's ray yeah. winston he can't do any other accent okay. so so we need to get ray winston in on this uh mel yeah. gibson and Weta to do the technology yeah <laughs> Cass has just come back to hear what I was saying. It just looks so confused. I, I'm into it. I'm into it. I don't know what I'm agreeing to, but I'm into it. Yeah, so you're we going to rule the day, sir. Yeah, no, we were just quickly talking about, like, do you remember that Noah movie with Russell Crowe that came out like a few years ago? I blank uh, most of Russell Crowe's career from my memory. I was just saying that Ray Winston's in that movie doing his Ray Winston voice despite the fact that it's set you know, it, it's Noah Okay, yeah Also there's giant there's giant robot mechs that are like rock mechs in that movie somehow I'm, I'm into this now wow. I want to I want to see it. It's awful. I was just say I don't remember this part in the in in the Bible, but there we go. Like God gives Noah like this it's, it's... sort of army of rock men people. Okay. What? I don't remember that. I don't. Well, there are no. There I don't are rem... giants in the Bible. There are ne Yeah. And um. Maybe it's just them, but the way the movie does it is like so. It's just ridiculous. Like. You know, you you every interpretation of of you know in in media anyway of Noah is that he builds this fucking great big boat, and then they're yeah. just like, nope, giant rock mechs. Fair enough. Giant rock mechs. So, okay. Like, Who doesn't love a mech? <laughs> That's true. did you did you see that? Uh, what was it? Gypsy Danger movie, Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that. That mm. was that was bad. I like that. No, don't get me wrong. Oh, I no, like, I'm so glad I, you're actually on my side because I actually really don't like Pacific Rim. It's terrible. I, so I like the best terrible film. So many people love that movie. Yeah. I've been in like heated arguments with people. So I don't want to have a heated argument over a fucking movie, but people are weirdly passionate about that movie. It's just like oh, yes, the only one reason happening, to like that film. And it's Charlie Day. Yeah, go on. Oh, I thought you were going to say... Um, oh, he's really oh, no. annoying in that movie. Charlie Day is annoying he's in everything that he does. But that's but he's what makes him great. he's typically charming. He has... 
but he's like like he's typically charming in like that annoying way in this is that's like weirdly annoying mm. but um the the special effects fantastic and when the action happens it's fantastic but it's like a two-hour movie with 20 minutes of action so yeah yeah, no, that's it's what not I'm Evangelion, which is what I wanted. And speaking of religious texts, you basically need to read so many of them if you want to understand <laughs> Evangelion. Oh my god, I still don't get the ending. I still <laughs> don't get what was going on. Like, and then I wait. Which ending? All of them. All of them. I watched them all. There's like about twenty but different endings I, to Evangelion. I had to stop. I had to stop watching them because. It stopped being a cartoon. It's uh, sorry, an anime. It stopped being a story, and it was just random text and random scripture being quoted. And I was like, I was like, oh, so now you understand this. You understand. And I, I, like, she became a giant vision of Eve, and like, she became this thing, and then they went into spe- like. I, I get that they all became one. They became part of the one unit of like it was the only way like it was the belief of this is how we can bring everything together but i don't understand i did I don't did you watch even get is are you watching this now like or did you watch it back in the day oh, i watched it like i only watched it like a couple of months ago yeah like back in the day this shit was fire so so like you basically needed to have a bible next to you when you watched the show oh yeah like i can see that like it's great like it's, it's like, fantastic um i mean like the the enemies in this show are called angels and yeah oh god it's such a weird brilliant it's show it's got so many beautiful like bits though like some of like the the way they frame it is so mm-hmm. fucking iconic and beautiful but we're going off the point anyway. i'm sorry <laughs> sorry Orpha. I I mean, when you're talking about religious texts, it's easy to bring up Evangelion because it's just there's a there's there's crosses everywhere in that fucking show. Like when mm, the entire yeah. world dies, everyone just turns into a great big cross of light. Yeah. Like the entire planet. Well, she is this giant eve that's looking down on the earth it's because she's the mother she's the mother of everyone yeah. but but anyway like yeah, exactly. go, going back to america <laughs> and morality so yeah america has um, is a christian country and it has got okay whoa, 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 whoa okay so that's where we end so yeah a bit of a weird note as i said on evangelion there i don't know why we got onto that but we did so Right now, that's it. That is Christian morality done. We are finished right there. We might touch on it a little bit in the next episode, but really the next episode is morality as a whole. It goes a bit into Kant. It goes a bit into altruism. It goes into contractism. Like We took all the isms. You love isms. We got you covered with them isms. Uh, But what I do want to cover just very last last off which i spoke about at the very top of the show that petition please go into the change to all uh, petition have a read of it if you don't agree with the petition then maybe find someone who does maybe like have a conversation like that's where we should be right now this is the time that we should be doing some reflecting we should be having a conversation if you don't believe in it and you don't believe in the rights or you don't believe in what's happening right now Find people, come together, talk to people, 
as well that other charity that we're talking about, the uh, Minnesota Freedom Fund. Go on their website, find out a bit about what they are, um, have a look at things. If you can't give anything, like obviously if you can give something, go in there, 5p, 20p, like 2,500,000 £2, pounds or like two euros, I don't know, whatever you got. Just post it in there, give people a little bit of hope, a little bit of um, help out here. And if you can't, just broadcast it, send it far and wide, just let people know that this is a place that you can use to support others, people in need, um, which is which is what we really need now. We just all need to be coming together. So yeah, just spread the love, maybe hug someone, not someone outside of your family because we have got a pandemic on at the moment. So virtual hugs only guys. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. And yeah, just remember to love yourselves and love those around you. All right, bye.